Welcome to Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. This episode is sponsored by Mayfield Counseling Centers, helping you find clarity, hope, and purpose. Call us at 719-452-4803. Here's your host, Trevor Sherry. Welcome back to Candid Conversations. Uh, we are so grateful that you're joining us today. Uh, I'm here in the studio with Dr. Mayfield. How are you today, Dr. Mayfield? I'm excited about having these conversations today. I think we've got some good topics to talk about. Yeah, I'm really excited for today's uh, discussion. We're going to be talking about uh, why counseling, and uh, then next week we'll be talking about uh, how to find a good counselor. Um, and just to preface the conversation, I think it's important that we say that both of us are in the field of of counseling and therapy and psychology and have vetted interests in these fields. And so we may be somewhat biased, but are going to try to uh, use that to our benefit instead of letting it get in the way. Well, I think we're somewhat biased because we're in the field, but also wouldn't you say that we're somewhat biased because we've experienced counseling in a positive way that's really helped both of us out? I mean, if we're going to be transparent, right, we're having these conversations, I'll be the first to admit that counseling has, has really helped me and saved my life. Absolutely. I'm, I'm the same for me. I in high school, I was in a really uh, difficult period of crisis and uh, r- total risk to myself and to the people around me. And counseling and group counseling right. was one of the things that really rescued me from a super destructive, destructive lifestyle. Well, yeah, and and I think so. Yeah, we have a vested interest because we're in the field, but I think we're in the field because of we went to counseling and we had a good counselor and yeah. we found out that this stuff really does work and impacts our lives. So totally. Yeah. So as we begin this discussion, let's start from the perspective of somebody who has no idea what counseling is and, sure. or maybe somebody who has a misconception of what counseling is. So let's, let's define what is counseling. Well, <laughs> It's, it's interesting because I think we get this picture from watching a show like Frasier or we, we watch uh, how movies portray counseling and then we have this chase lounge and we're lying on it and we're just spilling out our guts to this person. And I'm like, I, mean, I think that's what we all, you know, if we were to ask somebody on the street what they viewed counseling as, they would probably describe that same picture, right? Uh, and and there's some truth to that, but mostly no. It's, it's, it's not just this impersonal lying on a couch and just sharing your thoughts and and hoping that the person listening is going to make sense of it for you uh it's it's this idea of of going i am in some ways beyond myself like i the 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 issues i've got going right now the things that i'm facing emotionally mentally spiritually i don't know how to process and so i need somebody else to help me make sense of it and so it's it's going beyond yourself to find that uh that person that can help direct and, and this is where I think we get, where a lot of people get it mixed up. They think, well, I'm going to go to a counselor for advice. No, we, we don't. As counselors, we don't give advice and we don't try to fix. We're here to be in relationship. We're here to help direct and guide and challenge and help you get unstuck. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I remember telling my wife that we as therapists aren't supposed, we aren't, our job isn't to give advice. It's not to fix. It's not to tell you what to do. And she was like, then what are you doing? <laughs> then what's the point? Yeah. But it, yeah. it's it's a relationship. It's right. it's uh, some of what we talked about in previous weeks of that paid friend and somebody who has the wisdom and trained expertise to help you get unstuck or to navigate some of the harder emotions that we struggle with. 
Well, and that's the thing is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And you don't know until you don't know it, right? Until you find out somebody that come, can sit here and talk to you and go, oh, I've never thought about it in that way or I never saw it in that way or I never thought about that as a solution. But if we give advice and it doesn't work, you know, then what happens? It reminds me of a quote from J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, The Lord of the Rings, which I love. Uh, Gandalf is talking to the Fellowship of the Ring, and they're talking about uh, advice and asking him for advice. And he says, advice is a dangerous gift, even from the wise to the wise, and all courses may run ill, for not even the wise can see all ends. And as I was going through my undergrad in counseling, there was another statement that was made of when we give advice, there's a part of it that's guaranteeing an end. And if that doesn't come to fruition, it's on us. We're, we're at fault for that. And so it's better to allow the um, client or the friend to see wisdom and then kind of find the path that they need to take. Well, and I love that quote, and it's it's funny that you bring it up because you know you and I always reminisce about how much we love Tolkien and Lewis and all that kind of stuff. But uh, so it's appropriate. But it's, it, I think the funny thing is, is that uh, when we give advice, it makes it about us hmm. as counselors helping find a solution, so the person that's sitting across from us is not floundering. But sometimes the floundering, sometimes the the exploration or the existential angst or crisis is really what needs to happen in a session. And think about it. When when you come to a realization yourself, isn't that much more powerful than somebody telling you about it? Oh, absolutely. And so that's what counseling is. It's it's helping. We're helping you navigate. We're helping uh, figure out the end and then empowering you to, to step into it. Uh, and if we gave advice, it would just be fixing it for you. Yeah, that's awesome. So what sort of life situations or emotional turmoils or crises would you say, uh, in general, you should look at counseling? Sure. It's interesting that you put all those together and you, and you lumped in crises and that kind of stuff. I think from an American standpoint, a, a truly just Western culture of, you know, pull up your bootstraps and do it yourself and, you know, don't need anybody else, the individuation of a culture and that kind of stuff. Uh, we tend to wait until it gets to crisis mode before we seek help, right? Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. So we're out there, you know, and, you know, things are going, starting to get bad or hard or we're dealing with grief or anxiety or depression, but it's not really that bad and we think we can do it on our own and then we go down to you know the next month or the next week and now we're in crisis like we can't get out of bed we can't uh, calm down we can't function well we should have probably gone to counseling probably three weeks prior but that's the thing is that we have to give up on that you know the the individual you know do-it-yourself type of culture going and going I need I need support I need help and so I want to look at this from more of a prevention standpoint than a reactionary standpoint. And, and you know, with the work that we're doing in our community here in Colorado Springs to help prevent suicide and to help really uh, uh, equip parents to help their teenagers, uh, you can't do that from a reactionary standpoint. If you're doing that from a reactionary standpoint, all you're doing is crisis mitigation. How do I get you to a place of stability before 
I can start working on what needs to happen. But if we're doing it from a prevention standpoint, going, you know what, I tend to struggle with this, or I tend to struggle with that, or uh, as you and I have admitted in pre- you know, previous podcasts, that you know we struggle with mental health ourselves. Uh, I'm you know struggle with anxiety and depression, and and I know myself well enough now that when I need help, I'm going to go get it before it gets too too late. Does that make sense? I, I, yeah, I think that totally makes sense. I think another thing that prevents us uh, in our society from pursuing counseling is there's there seems to be this stigma around sure. it of I'm only going to a therapist if I'm like totally broken and mentally ill and destructive, and that's not really the case. It's it, it can be for checkups and tune-ups, and we you know we go to. Uh, a dentist and get our teeth cleaned. We go to the doctor and get our checkups. We uh, even go to the chiropractor every once in a while to get realignments. And uh, yet we don't think about our brains. We don't think about our our relationships. And I know that uh, very early on in my relationship or my engagement with my wife, uh, we felt, I mean, obviously we felt like counseling was a very important part. We had both had experiences with it and wanted to do marriage checkups just hey how are we doing what can we do better what are some things that uh, we can bring up that'll make good discussion and um, but i i think that's a an atypical way to look at counseling it is you know i always tell people when i'm out speaking and, and we're just having maybe one-on-one conversations or whatever it's uh at at minimum are you seeing somebody once a year Right, and there's you know there's a lot of people out there that will do that counseling wise, but I think it's healthy to at least go quarterly or even monthly if you're feeling well. But if we were to really ask ourselves, really reflect in in this fast paced world with everything that's going on, I mean, you turn on the news, and you know if you don't have anxiety, you're going to have anxiety after watching the news, right? You know, we're in a in a world where uh, it's it's anxiety producing it, it it's sad it's tough there's you know the kind of the existential crises of what's going on here what how do i find my place in this world and how do i move forward and goals and you know and that's just not the 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 normal day-to-day stuff of you know, being a parent or a husband or a wife or uh a coworker or you know those kinds of things and so uh i, I like your analogy of why aren't we doing this similar to that of a, a dentist or or a doctor uh because it is the stigma uh, because for some reason, if we can't see it, then therefore it must be made up. And I get that a lot, you know, if, you know, and, and, and one of the, one of my favorite quotes is that everything that is physiological is psychological, meaning that our, our brains have such an impact on our bodies that if there's something going wrong with our neurotransmitters, you know, if our serotonin levels are low, we might have depression. And if we have depression, it's going to affect our bodies in ways that maybe we haven't even considered before, that we're lethargic or we gain weight or we, we do those kinds of things or we, those kinds of things happen to us and we go to a physical doctor for the symptoms, not a psychologist or a counselor. Or, or a... As you're talking about that, it makes me think about something called alexithymia, which is just being unable to put words to what you're feeling and the condition that you're in and uh, you know, we see this in teenagers all the time of like, how are you feeling? I don't know. What are you thinking? I don't know. And sometimes that's legitimate. And sometimes as adults, even we have that where we just can't express what's going on. We don't have any clarity around it. I know that 
uh, Mayfield Counseling, where both you and I work, one of our tagline is clarity, hope, and purpose. Of our goal is just to bring clarity uh, to that alexithymia or the depression or the anxiety or the trauma. trauma or the struggling relationship and then give hope that there's there's good in in all of this there's good in in what's to come and there's good that we can draw out from this and growth and then walk out with some purpose and i think that's huge and something that translates really easily to anyone mm-hmm we want that clarity of what's going on internally, a hope for what's to come, and then purpose of, I, I know that I have purpose. I know that there's a reason that I'm here on earth and that I have something of value to bring to the table of my life. Absolutely. And I think if we can get everyone on that trajectory of finding clarity, getting hope, and finding purpose, uh, I'm not saying we're going to eradicate mental health right, or, or emotional health struggles. Um, but I think we'll have better mental health. I, you know, I, I, when I when I talk, I say, yeah, I struggle with depression and anxiety. I'm not on medication right now. But that doesn't mean that I'm one bad thing happening away from having to go back on medication. But I've learned to find hope, and I've learned to walk through this life with good coping skills. And that all came from uh, an amazing counselor that I had back when I was in middle school and high school. And then, you know, college and, you know, into marriage, just seeing somebody every once in a while uh, has really helped kind of shore those, those things up. Uh, but if we don't have that and we're stuck without clarity, then we don't have hope and then we don't have purpose and we kind of stay in that, that negative cycle of uh, why and what's my purpose and why am I here? And I think if we can develop that with people, and this is why we're having this conversation, right? I don't expect everybody that's hearing this conversation to jump right into counseling. But if you're healthy, how do you provide these things or help provide these things for those that are in your life that aren't, or how do you at least have those conversations? I think that's the whole point of this, right? Is that we, we are sparking something in you as you're listening to go, Oh, I can be part of the solution. And here's why. As, as you're talking, I'm thinking about just this image came up in my mind of a, of a mom or a, or, or a spouse or someone speaking to a family member and saying, I'm going to take you to counseling. And it's, and it's a threat. It's, it's not a, I want to see you healthy. I want to see uh, you grow and get the help for what you're struggling with. It's a, you're broken, you're messed up and I'm done dealing with you. So I'm going to send you to counseling how can we, in having some of these deeper, meaningful conversations, break that stigma and maybe change the heart behind um, behind that, whatever situation that is? Yeah, I think that's an interesting analogy uh, because I can't tell how many times I've had teenagers sitting in my office going, why are you here? Well, I want to, my mom made me or my dad made me. And I get that from a parent standpoint, you don't know what to do. And so the, you, know, you threaten this or threaten that. Uh, but as a society, I think you're really right. That's where the stigma comes from, that if I'm going to counseling, I must be nuts or something must be terribly wrong. And I think if we were to really be honest with ourselves and take a step back, we all have issues, right? It might not be as great as uh, uh, depression or bipolar, Um, but we have issues nonetheless that we have to work through. And I think if we're the ones to sit here and judge that your issue is greater than my issue or my issues 
whatever, uh, we're just perpetuating that stigma. And instead of a coming from a place of health going, I see something's wrong. I've experienced something similar or not. And I need to really lean in and go, how can I help you? I want to take a look into what it looks like in counseling. Because you mentioned judgmental and how, how, how judgmental we as a society have been about going to see a therapist. And it made me think about some of the therapists here and how that's the furthest thing from their minds. And maybe, maybe let's explore what's going on in a therapist's head when they're meeting you. And are, are they trying to diagnose you? Are they just trying to like do surgery on your personality and get started right away? I know we'll unpack this more next, next, uh, next podcast as far as how to pick a good counselor and what those kind of things look like. But I think it's a really good question in that uh, at least here, right? And this is going back to how to pick a good counselor, but at least at Mayfield Counseling Centers, we've really worked hard at going, uh, there's no judgment. You come as you are. We want to hear your story. We want to unpack this with you. We want to find out what's going on and how we can best support you where you're at. And and I I joke, but there's some truth to this. We don't, you know, if you choose, like if you are wanting to be a counselor because you think you have the answer, uh, you're, you're not going to be a good counselor. Uh, you have to be called into this field because you have a, a deep, genuine care for humanity um, because this is a tough job. And when we hear the worst of the worst, we hear the toughest of the tough. We hear, uh, we're, we're, we're in the mix when people's lives are falling apart. And uh, who am I to judge? And so at least at Mayfield Counseling, we don't diagnose unless we have to. And I think that's the, in some ways a mark of a good counselor is that you, you need them to get to know you way before they attach a diagnosis for whether it be for insurance purposes or medical purposes. I get that those things are needed, but it shouldn't be the first charge. So when you come to counselor here at Mayfield Counseling, we're sitting here going, Oh man, like you've, you've lived life. You've been through a lot. I want to hear your story. I want to enter into your story with you so that I can help make sense of it so that I can walk with you on this journey towards hope and purpose, you know, or clarity, hope and purpose. Uh, and it's not a, you know, I'm sitting over here. I'm better than you. I figured it all out. It's connecting with the humanity of the individual sitting across from us uh, and, and, um, being empathic with them and putting ourselves in their shoes and, helping making deeper meaning. And I think if we can help people make meaning of their situation, man alive, how does that, how quickly does that spur on the hope and purpose piece? Yeah. That sounds a lot different than Freud sitting in a chair next to a leather couch and saying, Oh, it sounds to me like you right. have a repressed sexual blah, 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 blah. Or like, you know, even the popular TV show, Frasier, it, you know, it's just a, it's a, uh, it's not an ant antidotal anecdotal i think is the way you say it. anecdotal i don't know uh, yeah i'm trying to sound smarter than i am <laughs> uh but it's it's not it's a it's who am i to to tell you about your life i want to learn from you and mm -hmm. your experience in your life and how can i enter into that and then together we make sense of it if, if you know and we'll talk about this next uh next episode but if if a therapist enters into the relationship as kind of this pompous expert you know go run run out of the, that room quickly because if we impose ourselves as counselors as the expert we are devaluing your expertise in your own life and I think 
it's all about that relationship. And we always, I mean, you tell people this all the time when they call in. I tell people this all the time when I'm sitting with them or even just out in, the, in public. It's about the relationship. Yeah. And if you get three or four sessions in and you're just not jiving or connecting with the therapist, speak up. We're not going to take it personally. We'll help you, or we should, you know, help you find somebody that's going to be a better fit. Yeah. I had this thought in my mind of, of guided self-discovery. It, it sounded a lot like what you were saying of just being in a place where somebody is helping guide you in self-discovery of what's going on inside the, the wisdom that I have and the insight into my heart and my mind and my life that I have. I recently took a, um, a Wexler memory scale uh, test with our psychologist here. And it was, I haven't gotten the results back, but even just the experience of going through that assessment and realizing, okay, my memory doesn't do well in this situation. And it does really well in this situation. And I had to write this and draw this shape, but I drew a different shape than what was on the sheet. And then five minutes later, I drew the shape that I drew, not the shape that was in there. And, and just being able to reflect on some of that is so powerful mm. uh, because I think it shows it gives you a insight that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Well, so if we're doing analogies right now, I'll throw another one on yeah. there, right? Uh, I look at it as, as describing to a blind person what color is. It's that self-discovery. Like we can only do so well because it, until they actually or can see it for themselves, what, you know, we can't really explain it to its fullest. Uh, and so we need to be able to learn their language um, and, and figure out a way to enter into their story in a way that is beneficial to them. And we may never be able to fully explain it the way it needs to be explained until they discover it for themselves. Uh, maybe, maybe the blind person is not a good example, but have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where somebody's colorblind and their family buys them, you know, the, the color glasses and that they put them on for the first time and they, they see color in its entirety for the first time and just how overwhelmed they are. I look at that as self-discovery. They've been walking in this world colorblind and it, it didn't, it didn't happen until they sat down with a counselor and the counselor handed them these colored glasses that they put them on for the first time. And it was just like, Oh my goodness, I've been not only missing out, but this makes sense now. And I get that. And this is why this happened. Right. And so we're just providing the tools for them to discover themselves. Which brings up a really excellent point that may feel uncomfortable, but that's the whole purpose of these conversations. Sure. Those glasses are quite the investment. Uh, yeah. And so is counseling. It's not cheap. Um, even, even with insurance, it's not cheap. Let's talk about that just briefly about why it's worth the investment. I'll think about it. Yeah, and I and I I'll say this, and it's going to make some of you uncomfortable as you're listening. But show me your bank account, and I'll show you what's important to you. And again, it's not an accusation; it's just a realization, right? Uh, if we're spending sixty uh, percent of our budget uh, going out to eat, well, I guess going out to eat is really important to you. But your your house is a wreck, or your you know, you're driving a car with, you know, a flat tire and you don't have money to fix it, but you're going out to some pretty nice restaurants. Like, well, okay, food must be important to you. I'm not going to judge that, but that's what's important to you. And I think we don't, for some reason in our society, and this is why we're having these conversations, we don't put emphasis on our mental and emotional well-being. 
because it's stigmatized, because we're afraid of being judged. I don't know, and, and, and this sounds really bad right now, but I really don't care what our excuse is. The point is mental and emotional health are supremely important and they're worst, worth investing in. And if you really think about the greater investment, it's not that expensive. You know, uh, 90 to 120 bucks uh, a session and you're getting valuable guidance and life tools. And, and, and let's be honest, for, for the majority of the, our listeners, um, counseling may not be a lifelong thing. For some of our listeners, it's going to be a lifelong thing. And, and that's a different conversation altogether of acceptance and how do I find my purpose in my mental illness. But for the majority of our listeners, and maybe it's a six-week, six-month investment, but it's going to catapult you into greater purpose. Yeah, I want to bring up, I can't speak for others, but I can definitely speak for myself. There was a six-month period where I was in counseling every week and doing group counseling, and it was all self-pay, and it was expensive for my parents. But I honestly don't think, and I think my parents would agree with this, I don't think that I would be around if I hadn't had that therapist who was speaking life and encouragement and truth into me and helping me through that period of self-destruction. Um, I, I, I truly don't believe that I would be where I am today or even around if I hadn't had that. And the investment may have been over those six months, maybe couple thousand dollars which is a, a legitimate amount it's not it's not a small sum but i know that i think this my wife thinks this my parents think this it was well worth the investment uh, having me as opposed to having two thousand dollars extra in their bank account you know several ten years later yeah i think that's where uh you know as we finish up this conversation today i think that's where we realize uh the front end investment is actually going to save us money on the long run. Mm. And, and that's where I think our Western culture doesn't do it. Right. Uh, think about just the gratification piece. Like I want to buy a newer car, let's say, Let, let's say I want to buy a 2015 car. Um, and I need $20,000, but I've got $5,000 right now and I can go buy, you know, a beat up Honda Accord and have it now or wait six months. 10 months, 12 months, a year and a half, two years, whatever, and save that $20,000 and get a car that's going to last me a lot longer. It's that upfront waiting, to, you know, that investment that's going to pay off instead of that instant gratification. We'll have to go through a whole podcast on right, finances sure. and just talking about Time, that. Yeah, I know, right? Keeping in mind that that understanding of each other piece. I think I think I'm really excited for getting into some of these more like heart-stopping sentences of like, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> right? uh, I think that's awesome. Let's end this podcast with the next step. We've talked about why counseling is important. What's the next step for developing meaningful relationships and growing as an individual? Well, just like our, our previous episodes, we, we say, okay, I think a lot of this has to be with don't take action right now, do some self-reflection. And if you are listening and you're doing these things at the end of each of our podcasts, it's, it's, rubbing you the wrong way it's uncomfortable because you're taking a look at yourself and we're the masters of deferring things and hiding things and pretending things are okay and I'm, I just want to ask how are you holding up as a listener right now 
and it might not be anything huge. It might just be, you know what, my house is a mess and I can't keep this down and I just need somebody to help make sense of this. Or it could be, you know what, I'm really having a hard time getting down to bed in the morning. Like, and I, I'm, I'm afraid to admit that because now I'm being vulnerable. But take some self-reflection and just really go, how am I doing? Am I thriving? Do I have hope and purpose? Do I need some clarity around these things? And if I do, uh, maybe I need to begin the process of, of finding a counselor, which we'll talk out at the next episode of, of what do I need to look for in a good counselor. I think that's awesome. And I want to put out to our listeners as well to reach out to us on Facebook. You can message us and uh, contact us through um, Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield at Facebook or facebook.com forward slash ccwdm. Uh, and reach out to Mayfield Counseling as well. We uh, recognize that for some, the cost is too high, and we uh, want to do what we can for this community to get good mental health uh, to everyone. Uh, and so if you have questions or if you just want more information, feel free to reach out to us. Thank you for joining us this week. We look forward to continuing this conversation next week. If you or someone you know need someone to talk to, Call Mayfield Counseling Centers at 719-452-4803.